dear listeners, welcome to Psychiatria, the show where we explore true healing and everything that might mean. I am Danny, your host, guide, and fellow human on this journey. And today I talk with Danae Mather. She is a yoga instructor at my beloved yoga home, Kula Yoga, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And we talk all about booty. This is a unique style of yoga that is beautiful, empowering, and oh so healing. We'll cover the main elements of a booty class, how Danae personally connects with the practice, my own experiences with it, and the ways in which booty effortlessly embodies the mind-body connection. I found this conversation to be educational, enlightening, and it helped me piece together so many aspects of my own booty practice, and I now find myself with a whole new excitement and appreciation for it. So without further ado, let's get started. Well, welcome to the podcast, Danae. I am so excited to be here with you. Thank you so much, Danny. It's an honor, and I'm excited to hear all of your wisdom. Oh, gosh, my wisdom. This is about you, honey. This is about booty. <laughs> this is all about booty today. <laughs> um, yeah, so I feel like the things that we're about to talk about are probably things that we have had many small conversations about in studio before and after class uh, or stuff that I've just kind of deduced in my own practice or you know so I am really excited to have it all in one place and be able to get to dive deeper into some things so our primary topic for today is booty yoga and uh, Everything that is, um, for listeners at home, it's spelled B-U-T-I, uh, so a little different than, than you think it might be spelled. And it's a practice unlike anything else I've ever experienced. It's very, I guess I'll say like, it's definitely, it's definitely a workout, but it's a workout sort of of all facets, like mind, body, and soul. Uh, <laughs> I'll share some of my personal experiences with it later on, but I will let Janae go ahead and do a bit more of an introduction as to booty and what it is. Thanks, Danny. I'm glad that you covered how it's spelled right away because sometimes I forget. I assume that people are familiar with the word because it's something that I use like multiple times every single day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, it's not B-O-O-T-Y. There's a funny phrase in the booty community that says it's B-U-T-I. It's not booty like your booty, but if you do booty, well, get a good booty. (laughs) (laughs) So, and the word is short for bodhisattva, which is an Indian Marathi word that means the cure for something hidden or kept secret. Mm. So we call or the booty community calls everyone who practices booty a bodhisattva like bodhisattva and the idea is that you have everything that you need for healing already within you and your individual self I love that that's I'm just gonna pause you here for a second because that's so um at free range you know that's like very much at the core of what we're about we're so much about empowering patients and empowering people to say that's like when I was thinking about what booty is and what it meant to me and blah 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 um empowerment was one of the big 
words and we can circle back and talk more about that but yeah I just I love that this is the first thing you're saying about it it fits your mission very very much so I think so so that I think is a really important distinction between booty and a lot of other different quote-unquote workout practices or even different styles of yoga Mm -hmm. that that's at the core of what booty is and booty is a lot of different things but uh, when you boil it down it is freedom of expression and the intention is to get you in touch with yourself and your mind body and soul all the different elements of yourself to find and discover healing through the movement of booty yeah I love that Uh, yes 100 percent Uh, So tell us a bit about what a booty practice looks like, per se. What are are the things that go on? What are the things that you do in a booty practice generally? Yeah, so typically they're about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. Some um, special events are even longer. And it will look from the outside in like a really high intensity, maybe even crazier chaotic yoga Mm -hmm inspired class. So the root, the base of the practice is power vinyasa or power yoga, which is what most people are familiar with when they think, when you think of yoga, think about those poses, you'll find those in booty. But when you get into those poses that are typically static, you'll hold them for one breath or several breaths. And we will, will strengthen within the pose, get into the correct form, and then add on dynamic movement to the basic pose. So you move away from that linear structure of the pose Mm -hmm. and um, use the pose to get into different areas of your body or move in a unique way. Infused into and in between poses are cardio bursts and plyometric strength training, which sound very vague. (laughs) It includes a lot of primal movement, a lot of drumming, Um, cardio bursts are there to elevate your heart rate, but also to release oxytocin and get good chemicals running through your body and your, in your brain. Mm -hmm. And the strength is there to build strength and help you to find empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll say in the booty practices that I've experienced, and I guess I've done a a number of them over the years with you and, and other instructors at the studio that it feels like so say, okay, you get into a pose, you get into warrior two, you know, is one of the most well-known ones. And you're kind of, you're there for a second and then you're like, okay, start shifting back and forth and like power that with your back leg. And then it's like, okay, you start doing things with your arms, like while you're shifting and then you transition into something like there's a, a crescendo that very much happens. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of one of the things that I love about booty and experiencing it uh, myself firsthand is that there are these moments where it kind of grows and you can like lean into it and push into it. And then like, I know it's not going to last that long. It's not a crescendo for the whole class, right? It's a crescendo for like a few minutes. And then you're like, okay, there's some sort of static stretch or it backs off a little bit. You do, um, well, so one of the big parts of booty is this like spiral structure technique and things like that. Um, so that's really key. Go ahead and, and explain what those things are. Yes. Um, I will talk about the spiral structure and the tucking as well. Mm -hmm. I wanted to speak on what you just said about the crescendo too, Mm because that's a really key piece of, um, the booty, the booty workout or the booty structure of class. And we, we do that 
that like crescendo and release. And then you take it down. Then there's like that build and release. And the release is usually like drumming or a cardio burst, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And that is to make it so that the class isn't just excruciatingly hard the entire time. Yeah. You can get those little bursts and be in this workout state for longer than you, you meaning anybody specifically me, um, ever thought that you could. And it emulates a HIT format workout, which is high intensity interval training, which has a lot of metabolic benefits after the class as well. Mm-hmm. So spiral structure and the tucking and static shake, those are three different things that you'll find in a booty class that I don't think you'll see anywhere else. They So tucking is where it, it we, we say it's a tuck, not a twerk. If you were to just see it happen, some people think it's like you're twerking. It's completely, it's actually the physical opposite of twerking. Exactly. Yeah. You tuck your tailbone under your hip. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, you like scoop your hip bones under and you like usually find a beat and you do this little tucking motion. And what that does is stitches the root of your core, like your mula banda, your pelvic floor, the internal unit of your core, all of those pieces together, your mula banda is one of the yogic locks. It's your root lock. So you're stitching and and repairing, strengthening, connecting to your root, your root chakra and the root of your body. The spiral structure technique is, um, if you're talking about the chakras or energy body moving up just a little bit, the spiral is where you activate the muscles of your core and actually move them in a circle around your spine. And by doing that, you're, you're moving energy from your root all the way up your chakra system up and out to release out of your crown. Or if you want to pull it up, pull it out of your heart, you can do that too. And again, you're stitching the two sides of your core back into the center of your body, which strengthens the internal unit rather than the surface level of your core surface level being where you'd see a six pack, which mm-hmm. sometimes isn't really a symbol of strength at all. Yeah. That's one of my favorite fun facts is that like, yeah, those people who have a six pack, you can get those from doing a lot of crunches or setups, but it doesn't actually mean that you have a strong, stable core. Um, it's very much the internal muscles that, that do that. And those are the ones that so you don't really see. True. So yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's definitely a thing we talk about because if you can be so strong in booty and you don't see tons of ab definition and that's like, you know, mm-hmm. awesome. I think it's awesome. I think so too. I think so too. There's a lot of body positivity in, in booty in general. Yeah. And the things you see online about it, um, but and also just the practice feels that way. Yeah, that's another huge piece of that empowerment mm-hmm. is being able to show up um exactly how exactly how you are and take the practice exactly where you are mm-hmm. um you're making me think of the like practice of people like peeling off their t-shirt for the first time and just practicing in a sports bra which yeah. is such a cool thing I, I remember that experience for myself and I love that when people get comfortable enough and like reach that point where they're like, I don't need this tank top. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Absolutely. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, to speak a bit about what it feels like for me as a, a participant, as a bodhisattva in, in a booty class, it, well, okay. So first off, before I even tried it ever, I, I was going to the studio to Kula, um, 
and practicing primarily vinyasa, which is like a style that I was comfortable with before going there. And I knew that you guys offered booty and I was like, this seems so cool. And I would, the booty classes would be going on at the same time that the vinyasa was getting out and I would hear the like bumping music. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, uh, it seems so cool, but it's so scary. Um, so one day I decided like, okay, I'm going to try it. Like today's the day. And uh, I just smile thinking about it because it's a practice that people and I definitely have so much fun with. Um, and I quickly figured out that, okay, I'm going to feel ridiculous doing a lot of these things, but that doesn't matter at all. Like it feels totally appropriate to feel, <laughs> to feel a little silly, to feel a little ridiculous. Um, and just kind of get into it. And uh, then it becomes freeing and empowering. And you notice throughout the class other people um, also getting into it in that way. Like it's, it's very much a practice that has a totally different energy doing it with other people than doing it by yourself. Um, it's, it's really cool to see people... Um, just lean into it and start letting loose and having fun and you're all kind of like moving around and uh, shirts are coming off and people are like wooing and laughing and breathing and it's really cool when everybody gets in sync with something with a particular movement or whatnot and you're just like all hitting the beat at the same time um that's a really like I can kind of I can feel that in my body just thinking about it. That's a really powerful moment. Yeah. And and then there is there is this whole energetic component to it as well, which is something that I didn't really realize until after practicing it for a while. Um, you know, it was there, right? That's sort of the thing that you hear about booty that I've heard about it as is it does this energetic work on you, whether you want it to or not. Um, but before, before we get into, into that, into the energetic side of it, I want to talk a bit about how you found this practice and, um, and your, your connection to it. Sure. Um, first, I love what you were talking about, about the play element of it and feeling kind of silly. Mm-hmm. I remember feeling that at the start and um, just kind of embracing it. And I don't feel that anymore, mm. but I totally can relate to that. And I think that's such a cool piece of it because we are so conditioned to feel like we need to stay rigid and we need to be adults and be stoic. And there's that, there's a lot of like goofiness, lightheartedness and play in the practice. And mm -hmm. um, I think that's so fun. Yeah. And very counter to like what you would see in a vinyasa class where yeah. you are more, I mean, you're centered in booty too, but you're, um, you're holding these poses and you're kind of zoning in and you're, it's a, it's a really different headspace. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So booty is also largely about shaking up the Shakti energy or the feminine energy mm -hmm. and getting in touch with that, releasing that. Um, some other styles of yoga, I would say, are more 
masculine energy dominant in a linear way Mm. speaking of vinyasa it's one breath to one movement you're moving in like usually one plane of motion um in booty you you just literally just shake that all up and you move in spirals instead of lines yeah yeah. which is why you feel that way (laughs) yeah oh that's interesting the this feminine energy piece yeah, well, and just the like geometry of it, the the type of movements and how that um, I like that connection. That's I'm glad that you pointed that out. Yeah, I've actually never, I don't think I've ever said that out loud, but it, um, mm-hmm. I think about that a lot, and it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can think of it in like a, I don't know, like a dimensional way. Yeah. You're moving kind of in a straight line in vinyasa and slow flow and. There is really no line in booty. Mm-hmm. You're off your mat. Yeah. You're hitting the ground, rolling all around. <laughs> you're completely out of the box. Yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah, your your story with it. Yeah. So okay, my introduction to yoga in general was when I began college. I felt really drawn into the practice. Like I, I knew I wanted to explore it, and also I had a general PE requirement in my degree. And I thought it was going to be the easiest way to accomplish that because I had never been one to play sports, to work out, exercise, nothing. Um, I actually had a, a pretty big belief I carried with me that I wasn't strong and I wasn't capable of anything physical. Mm. I didn't think there was a time in my life when I did not think that I was able to sweat, to break a sweat, wow. which is laughable. But I really thought that I was like, I'm weak. I can't really do anything. This is going to be easy. Joke's on me (laughs) for that. Um, I remember not being able to keep my arms lifted in warrior two, but I was like, I don't know how people do this. How do they lift their arms up for more than like five seconds? I couldn't do it. And, um, I loved the practice. I felt super strong, but I felt like there was something missing. It was very you know, watered down, palatable community college yoga that was all of the spiritual element was subtracted out Mm -hmm. for the curriculum. And I could feel that. I knew that there was something more to it and I didn't pursue it at that time. I ended up moving to Chicago and um, finished my degree at a school there and took another course, took another college course that was a a yoga class. And that instructor, I mean, it was like a fine arts school in Chicago. So they had, she had a lot more free reign to teach how she wanted to teach. And there was, yeah, we learned so much. I mean, that was my first introduction to the eight limbed path and um, meditation, really meditation and just these little sprinklings of what yoga was is really about beyond just the basic physical poses. And I loved it at that time. I was going through a super difficult time in my personal life then. And it was so healing for me to I'd go to that class two or three times a week. And it was, I mean, it was excruciating at a lot of different points and I fell in love with it. Mm. I didn't 
have a home studio in Chicago. That was when I was in college, so the semester ends. And then very shortly after that, my husband, my now husband and I moved back to Michigan here in Grand Rapids. And I didn't have a connection to my practice. I didn't have a home studio here before I left. And when I came back, I wasn't really feeling the, any connection to any any place that offered yoga that I had been to. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go into some place and feel super connected to the space and to the people and just that unspoken element of like, this is my place, yeah. wasn't finding it. Yeah. The yoga home. The yoga home. <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate to that phrase. Yeah. You need your home, your place, your community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, um, so I was disconnected from my practice for a while. And this is like the kind of creepy element to the story. I had started opened up my personal social media accounts when I was in like early high school and I followed some celebrities and like band members that I was super obsessed with at the time then when I was in college I deleted my accounts when I moved back to Michigan I reopened them and was still following those same people and that's relevant because that's how I found out about booty Mm -hmm. I was one of the people that I was following um, their relative was posting about this amazing practice called booty yoga. And I really liked her work, her blog, her podcast she was working on. And on her podcast, she was bringing on the founder of the style busy gold as a guest. And I listened to that podcast and immediately was like, okay, I need this. This is what I need. This is medicine for me. I know this is going to change my life. I have to find it. And I started searching and searching and like could not find it anywhere. Nowhere in town offered it. I was calling studios, checking their schedules for weeks, maybe months. And it was coming up empty. So I had decided that, okay, I guess I'm going to go get certified and teach this style. I have known nothing about it. I know nothing about being a yoga teacher, but I'm guess that's what I'm going to go do because I definitely need this and I need this. Mm-hmm. Um, and like before that happened, thank goodness, I had a friend who knows a friend ran into each other and just so happens that the one friend was teaching booty yoga at a yoga studio. And my other friend rushed back to me and said, I found it. I found it. <laughs> and um, long story short from here, I, I immediately signed up and went to class and walked into Kula. And I had that, that wave of like, Oh, this is my yoga home. This is the place. As soon as I opened the door um, and I walked in, I took booty. I never left. I signed up for TT immediately. Um, I got certified within the year and the rest is history. And I love it. Wow. That's fantastic. I, yeah, I love, I've, I've heard this story before and um, there's so many secondary connections (laughs) in it. The, the universe was like working to get you to booty and booty to you for sure. For sure. I do feel that it was, there's so much serendipity within that story. I'm super glad it worked out the way that it did. Um, and it found me at the right time. That's what a lot of people say that like, you don't find booty, booty finds you yeah. when you're ready for it, when it's time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how it was meant to be. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So I guess I'm I'm also curious what you know about the roots. So right now we've like explored right Danae's roots with booty um and what those look like, but I'm curious what you know about the roots of booty as a practice and its founding and creation. Yeah, so I have heard the story told several times and I'll speak to what I know mm-hmm. knowing that it's not my story. Um, it's a piece of the history of booty. So I feel like I can talk on it, but it is somebody else's story. So I'll, I'll try to get what I, what I know. Correct. (laughs) The founder of booty is busy gold. And she says that she's, it's like less of a founder, less of an owner, more of a caretaker of the practice Mm. because she speaks of it as she says she channeled it. She channeled booty and she didn't create it. It just came through her. And it happened when shortly after she had a very traumatic birth experience with her first child, Sarai. Hmm. Yeah, it's a really sad story with a really happy ending. (laughs) She, um, this was a really traumatic experience. They ended up having to be medevaced to the hospital and Sarai lived. She was not alive for the first several minutes of her her after birth experience. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was super hard from Fizzy's retelling. It was very traumatic. Mm -hmm. And through that healing experience after the birth of Sarai, she did a, um, a medicine healing experience with her, her mother-in-law. And I don't know enough detail to describe what that was, but she says in this like experience of healing, she went into this trance state and started seeing spirals and those different shapes that we were talking Hmm. about, like visually seeing them. And then her body started moving in the spiral and she got, she says she got stuck in the spiral (laughs) and um, was in tune with the different movements that we now experience. And then immediately after that, when she, she was teaching yoga previously, when she went in to teach from then on, she was like, let's try something new and started infusing all of what she was channeling into what is now booty yoga. So that's the origins of it comes from a healing place. Mm. Uh, I had no idea that story. Um, It explains why booty is such an energetically in tune practice. Yeah. Like you can, you can feel that when you do it. So I guess that's the next thing I'd like to talk about is, is the energetic aspect and the ability that it has to heal. I have my own thoughts about this, but I would love to to hear what you have to say about it. Okay. I would love to hear what you have to say about it too. So let's go there too. Yes. Um, we are raised and taught in society to be very disconnected from our physical body, especially the low our lower, the lower area of our physical mm-hmm. body, hips, pelvis, legs, lower area. And we carry a lot historically of shame and guilt and trauma in those areas. The booty practice largely focuses on lower body, lower chakra work. It's full body for sure, but there's a lot of stuff going on in the lower chakra area, especially because that's where you start the spiral and you move that up and out. Mm -hmm. So when you tap into those places physically, you automatically impact 
them energetically and emotionally. So if you're physically moving your, those areas of your body, strengthening, um, spiraling, and then doing the static shake, which helps you release trauma at the vibrational level, all the way down to the cellular level. That's where a lot of the healing capacity is for, for booty. If you've got trauma, if you've got stuff to work through, it's going to be stimulated and then pushed up and out in that community environment, in that empowering place, in that safe room full of people who want to see you experience that and are definitely there for that. Mm -hmm. And the same goes for upper chakras too. Like there's a lot of heart work. There's a lot of throat chakra work all the way up to your sixth and seventh. It's an entire like full energetic body experience because those are interwoven with the physical as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I've had so many cool experiences. I guess I'll just speak to that now. Um, in yeah, you're excited for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, in my own practice with booty and especially with booty deep. Um, well, why don't you explain what booty deep is real quick? Because my experience of both booty and booty deep are pretty related. Okay, cool. So we say that deep is the yin to booty yoga's yang, um, meaning that deep is different than booty. You're not going to experience cardio or strength training in the same way or any traditional yoga poses or asanas. Deep is intended to tap into your core specifically from your hip bones to the top of your rib cage, that square area there. And it's all about tapping into and strengthening the internal unit of your core. That space we were talking about behind your six pack before, all Mm -hmm. the way to the behind your spine, to the muscles along your back, uh, with the intention to stitch the right and left side back towards your spine. So spiraling back to center. And there's a lot of self-massage and isolated muscle release within deep, which is beautiful, also can be emotionally triggering, especially Mm -hmm. if you are not ready to get, or not, I don't want to say not ready, especially if you are new to getting in touch with your physical body and like giving yourself that physical kind of like love and connection to your skin and your muscles and places that might be sore and tight. Um, It's slower. I love the word. Some people hate this word. It's juicy. <laughs> it's, yeah, um, it is. Yeah, it totally is. It's 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 deeply like it's self intimate. I'd say too, mm-hmm. um, and it's mm-hmm. super peaceful. I mean, it's definitely not without challenge of its own. But I love deep. I for love sure. deep. Yeah, it's really good for trauma to your core area, trauma for your entire body, but specifically for your core, like postpartum, if you have separation of your abs, if you have surgery, if you have loss of sensation in your nerves, because there's cross body contact that connects your brain back to your muscles and sends Mm -hmm. signal there. So you can start feeling places if you've lost sensation for whatever reason. And I have heard people say that that they've experienced that. Yeah. Uh, I remember when Booty Deep first came to the studio after you had gone and done the training for it um and I was learning a little bit about it and I was like oh my god this is just uh," because I'm I'm generally more attracted to that yin side of practices anyway so one of my 
first memories for like things that I learned about it um, or learned through my own practice, stuff that I was observing is the learning how to do new things with my body. When like I took my first few beauty classes and then my first few beauty deep classes, it was like so much thinking about what I was doing, so much processing in that way. And uh, yeah, just this is how my arms go and this is how my legs go and this is how I engage my core. And uh, yeah, after that, all of the emotional stuff started coming. Um, I've had a very interesting relationship, I think, one that I haven't explored a whole lot in depth, like with traditional booty as a practice. Like there are times where I'm like, this is what I need. I want to do this all the time. And then there are other times where I'm like, no way. If I were to try to do a booty class right now, I would end up in fetal position because it would just be too much. Um, Like last summer, I was going through quite a transformative time personally, and I stayed far away from booty because I, I guess, just like intuitively knew that it would be hard and and maybe right <laughs> maybe I should have gone to booty then but that was definitely something that I felt and like there have been days where we're sort of on the edge and like I would go to a class and it would be a real mental game to get myself to the end it would be very challenging and then there are other times where it's just a blast for the entire the entire practice and then with booty deep it's sort of got to an even deeper level like that's where when we slowed it down and I learned to to do it that way I sort of started to isolate like the different parts of my body and the different sensations there so like really feeling what like to do like the deep hip spirals and feel what that deep root chakra sacral chakra activation feels like and to release things there honestly that's something like I'll do it in a vinyasa practice every now and then because I'm like <laughs> sometimes my body is Me just too. like Danny move your hips we need to like just move some energy here um and same thing like heart chakra especially throat chakra I'll feel that sometimes just like a little bit of stuck energy in my throat and that's where I like let out a noise or whatever yeah Danae is saying like heck yeah yeah that is a huge piece of the practice that I haven't spoken to is actually making sound while you're practicing because also a lot of times in class you're quiet and you're silent the entire time which is beautiful in a vinyasa practice it's time for you to go into meditation and move within that meditation and booty can be meditative, but it's also super healing for that throat chakra center. So it's very encouraged to make a lot of noise, yip, yell, scream, cry, whatever. It's awesome. And it contributes to so much of so much of that energy of the class. Mm -hmm. And it's also healing your throat chakra. It's I'm like grabbing energy for the listeners. I'm really grabbing energy in front of my throat and throwing it away because that's what I visualize. It's like you get that out and it's healing it. It's clearing it. Yes, it's awesome. I think we've sort of alluded to this, but a lot of what happens in booty is just like moving energy and releasing it. And I think without having done it for people at home who haven't, 
it's sort of easy to say like, oh yeah, like exercise just does that. But like, no, in booty, the movements that you do are literal physical representations of that. I think at the end of pretty much every booty deep class, uh, you have us like wrap our arms around, um, think of stuff that we want to release and then make a shh sound and just like get rid of it. You're just like stripping it off yourself. Um, and like, that's such a good feeling to mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> um, yeah. and there are other times where you run your hands on your arms or just different stuff that is, um, it feels very tangible. Totally. There's also like grabbing energy in front of your heart and literally mm-hmm. throwing it away from your body. And the same thing with like around your hips, underneath your belly. And that's significant because you're, it's all about your intention too. You're intending to pull and just get that energy away from you. So if you're doing it physically with your hands, but you're also like, you're, you're meaning to move it away from you and mm-hmm. release it. And that intention makes yeah. all the difference. And there's also, bringing energy in right there are there are also movements where like you bring energy into your heart into your body into your space um go ahead and speak to that piece of it also yeah so it's the same thing about the intention it's you can empty your cup of whatever you're ready to get rid of but then you can also fill your cup back up with whatever you're ready to pull in and a lot of it is like grounding energy by smacking the ground or scooping up energy like actually cupping your hand and scooping it from below and pulling it into your heart or your chest Mm -hmm. and you can visualize what that is if you're pulling in grounding energy if you're pulling in healing energy you're actually like scooping it and pulling it into your space Mm -hmm. so it's the same intention getting rid of what you're ready to get rid of or pulling in what you're ready to replace that with yeah as we're talking about it I'm I guess I'm realizing how quite literally booty represents the mind body connection Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know like that phrase doesn't necessarily get thrown out in class and right people show up to booty for many different reasons Mm -hmm. yeah I I think in in my practice it sort of helped to connect me into a whole different dimension of that idea and um, yeah just like the thinking about the moving connecting to the different energetics of it feeling how the different movements feel in my body learning to do that differently like observing that my body will crave certain movements to address different energetic needs um yeah it's it's really it's really cool i find that i get a little bit less eloquent in my speech when my wheels are turning in my brain (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just like wow this is cooler. Like I thought it was cool before, but now I'm like, oh my God, this is cooler than I even <laughs> thought it was. <laughs> so there's a phrase in one of the booty principles. It's um, a phrase that I actually have tattooed on my foot in, in the mm. way of, by way of symbols. It's, you can only be as spiritual as you are grounded. And mm. that makes me think of what you're saying about my, no, we don't say mind body connection and booty, but it's the idea that you're everything is linked together. Everything is interwoven. You're physical, you're energetic, you're mental, you're spiritual, you're, everything is woven together. They cannot be separated. In booty, you first get connected back to your physical body and pull all that energy back in, re-familiarize yourself with the container that you're living in, heal yourself physically. And then, because everything's interlinked, everything's together there, 
all it just ripples through all of those different areas so yeah you're connecting to your physical body and it's healing what's going on mentally and helping you have these like realizations and um all of a sudden you experience things after class in a different way interactions change your your processing changes your views on things change you become maybe more patient or um it just happens like that. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I'm shifted. I'm different. And it all starts with that physical, like coming back to your own physical body and healing yeah. from that space. So, so well put. Um, Thanks. Yeah. I've had it several times, particularly with deep, but also with booty, where lying in Shavasana at the end, um, thoughts or visualizations will <clears throat> just come to me. One of the the ones that I have remembered and often kind of go back to is I think it was one of them in one of my first booty deep practices laying there I just had this visualization of like a bright like neon green line running down the center of my body and for those of you who are unfamiliar with chakras and the colors and all of that green is the color of the heart chakra Uh, and at that point in time I was I think going through a lot of learning to connect the upper and the lower chakras which is part of the heart chakra's job but also right centering like bringing everything to the middle and that visualization is something that I come back to in probably the majority of yoga classes that I do now I mean even in vinyasa in a balancing sequence I if I notice I'm oh I'm a little bit off I say like okay like where's the line where's the center and I visualize that yeah cool right that's so cool that's um, so cool <laughs> and even earlier this week in booty deep laying there I had a thought I had been feeling like just kind of a little a little uneasy a little anxious and I was like okay booty deep tonight we'll see what comes um and laying there in shavasana I, I had some thoughts and some realizations and realizing that I needed to revisit some boundaries and relationships in my life and and where those were set and I was like oh okay like I don't know if I would have um the the power of booty comes in unexpected ways (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) but in the ways that we need right and I, I think that's true of most things that move energy Right, that move energy, release energy, and open you to the energy that you need. Um, you're not going to be dancing around in a booty class and be like, oh my God, this is the answer to all my problems. It's going <laughs> to no. happen later when things settle and integrate because um, it takes time <laughs> to get from that like energetic, intuitive format into words that your brain the cognitive part of your brain can understand so it's such a powerful thing I wish that it existed everywhere I wish that it was as prevalent as power vinyasa yoga Um, but for people who are listening who are maybe starting to get as jazzed about booty as we are what are some good resources out there like how can people connect with the practice So if you are local to Grand Rapids or anywhere near Grand Rapids, Michigan, come find us at the studio. We're at Kula, myself, teaching and Danny practicing often together Mm -hmm. at Kula Yoga. 
which is um, near downtown Grand Rapids. We also have an online studio with lots of booty classes available mm -hmm. online. Um, if you want to give the practice a try with us there, you if you're not local or you're looking to learn more about the practice, Booty Yoga as a company has a ton of resources. They have um, so many different formats. They've got Booty and Deep that we've talked about. But they also have four other formats of movement. And I think we're the only studio around here that has any of those formats available. Um, but they're also available online. And their their website is super informative. They've got things broken down in all different kinds of categories. You can just go on and explore. There's also a ton of different podcasts where you can listen to the history of booty. And um, their Instagram account is like a, a very awesome resource. Just booty. I think it's just booty yoga. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. so too. Yeah. And we'll, I'll be sure to check all that out and get some podcast links from you okay. tonight and we'll link all those in the show notes. So, oh my gosh, this has been such a fun conversation. I, I have so, so enjoyed this. Me too. Good. I'm glad to hear. <laughs> I'm glad to hear. It's so fun to put into words my experience of it and connect it with what we know about the practice. And Oh, and uh, something that I wanted to ask too, every booty class ends with three slaps on the ground, three big slaps for booty, three little slaps for booty mm. deep. What's what's the story behind that? Why do we mm, do that? So um, oftentimes other different practices, all the practices have a way to seal out the practice so that it's like seals off the energetic container and also signifies like, okay, class is done now um, in a very mm. literal way. So students know like it's time to wake up, it's time to roll out. Um, the way that booty classes end matches the energy of the practice, which is why it's such a huge energetic culmination of like smacking the ground three different times or tapping it lightly for deep. The three slaps are intended to honor ourselves, like our physical body, our container, each other as a community. And I've heard two different things to honor the practice or to honor the earth. So ourselves, each other and the practice or the earth. And you just, it's to seal off that energetic container and to signify that booty is done and to wrap everything up together instead mm -hmm. of like putting mm -hmm. your hands together and saying namaste or saying thank you at the end, which is nice and soft and calm. Um, we go out with a bang yeah no, I love it it's fun it's really fun so what's the podcast equivalent of that Ooh, snaps <laughs> yeah we snapped three times to seal it out <laughs> um well again thank you so much for having this conversation with me today I have so enjoyed it learned so much uh, made so many connections myself and uh, and have a lot of gratitude for Aww. you and for booty kula the studio all of it thanks danny i feel so, the same way this is lovely yeah. and very much appreciate everything that you bring into class every time you come it's awesome thank you thank you i appreciate that well we'll wrap up here and um you know maybe have you on to talk about more yoga things someday in the future deal Fantastic. All right. Catch you later, Janae. Thanks, Annie. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, dear listeners. 
You can find more information on all the resources Danae mentions in the show notes, including how to find Kula Yoga. And if you like what you heard, you can give us a follow on your favorite podcatcher of choice and leave us a review. You can also connect with us on Instagram at at Psychiatria Podcast. And if you want to learn more about free-range psychiatry or read the super fun vlogs there, you can head to freerangepsych.org. All right, dear listeners, I wish you all the best, and I'll catch you next time. Thank you.